If there's one thing I've learned for sure at this big age is that you cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. And I believe that is truly the basis for conflict resolution is understanding how to control yourself because the conflict typically comes in reactions, not the initial actions because people are going to be people and there's nothing we can do about that, but we can control how we respond to people, how we act around other people that we can't control. And in that regard, we can control conflict and we can resolve it a lot quicker if we hold on to that fact. If we hold on to the fact that we are the ones that control the conflict and we can stop it whenever we want to, but we can also be the cause of it. So that's what I want to talk about on the podcast today. Let's dive in. We're going to talk about attitudes, actions, and the aftermath. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? I hope you enjoyed that little rant. I actually came up with that intro. I was driving and I did not want to lose it. So I went ahead and recorded it. So I apologize for the noisy background, but that is basically, um, regardless of the sound, what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about those attitudes, actions, and the aftermath of those things, because I believe it's important as we continue on with our series on the 4P New Year push, where we're talking about personal branding tips for positive proactive practices in the new year. As I've stated in the other episodes during this series is that we get to a point at the end of the year where we're thinking about what we want to do moving forward and the changes that we want to make. And if you had any type of conflict this year, you know how it can be very stressful to overcome those conflicts. It's very um, taxing to have to um, use you know, whatever tactics we have to use. I don't even know if tactics is the word, but it's very stress inducing and very taxing on our psyche to have to resolve conflict with people because oftentimes that conflict could have been avoided in the first place. But like I said in my intro, we can't control other people. We can only control ourselves. And so in this podcast, I want to give you some of my tips on how to do that because I literally recently just had to deal with conflict in my personal life. And it wasn't um, a a huge like argument or anything, but it's passive aggressive behaviors and, and games, psychological games that can be played. Um, And when you have just decided you're not going to play those games anymore, there can be conflict, Um, even if it's unspoken conflict. And you can just tell by the passive aggressive comments or the actions or things like that. So I want to help you overcome those things with personal branding tips, because as I said, you know, constantly evolving and being open to failing forward is the name of this podcast. And that's what we're doing. We're constantly evolving so that we can, when we come to those crossroads, those 
those failures, if you will, where we, you know, feel we could have done something differently or better. These are the moments where understanding yourself and knowing what you need to do and be your best are going to be helpful because they're going to help you recognize the so-called failure, but also help you get back up, dust yourself off and start it again or do something differently next time. So in talking about attitudes, actions, and the aftermath, I'm going to sort of interject some of my own personal things to help you understand where I'm coming from so that you know that these tips are not just for your business or they're not just for your career. So number one, when we talk about attitudes, um, what I want you to get here are ways to reduce the risk of dealing with the attitudes of other people or your own attitudes and minimizing their effect on any progress that um, could potentially happen. So you don't want those attitudes to be the things that keep you from resolving the conflict. So you want to learn how to manage your own. And there are three areas here that I think are important for managing your attitudes and then helping to reduce the attitudes and other people that you might be talking to. And the first one is, is confidence. And you have to be confident in yourself and in what you know you need to do and be your best because it's necessary to counteract the attitudes of other people. Like I said in my introduction, conflict happens, in my opinion, more times than not because of our reactions to someone's action. And what I mean by that is, let's say in business, you have conflict, you're doing what you're supposed to do for the person thinking that you're doing a really good job. However, that person doesn't think you're doing a good job or they don't like what you did. So however they choose to handle that is their action. And in however they, if they come to you with an attitude, if they come to you angry, if they come to you passive aggressively, however it is, that's their action. You couldn't control that. The attitude you use to respond is how you can choose to engage in a conflict or to um, dampen or subdue or minimize the conflict. And that's all you can control. So in order for you to do that, you really need to be confident in yourself and what you're bringing to the table so that your response, your reactions, the words you use, the facial expressions, the mo- the motions that you the bodily motions that you have in front of that person, they can be received and not repelled, right? They don't they don't you don't escalate a situation based on how you act. So you need to be confident in what it is you're bringing to the table because having the confidence in yourself is going to help you manage the volume of your personality. You've heard me talk about that before and it's going to help you temper your responses or your replies. So let's just use that example. If someone comes to you, you're doing a good job, so you think, and they come up and they don't like it. Well, maybe they don't like it because they had an expectation of one thing because they didn't know how to explain the thing that they actually wanted. And this has happened to me in the past where I had a client early on in my business said he wanted a newsletter. And I proceed to create for him a newsletter. He didn't want a newspaper. What he actually want a newsletter, I'm sorry. What he actually wanted was a white paper. He wanted something that was a lot more detailed. Um, um, it was not just like informative. It was, it was educational. But he defined what he wanted as a newsletter. And I kept giving him a newsletter and he kept saying, this is what it was what he wanted. And, you know, we ended up, 
you know, just saying that I just probably wasn't the person for the job because he wasn't getting what he wanted. And I got in my feelings about it and I got upset with him about it. And it, it was like, you didn't tell me what you wanted. You didn't tell me what it was you wanted. So you didn't know what you needed. Therefore, you didn't get what you wanted. However, I'm the one that's being penalized because you couldn't explain what it is you wanted. In that instance, what I was, what I was doing was I was responding and I was reacting to him. I did not have the confidence in my skill set yet to say, listen, I know that I understood what you said, you know, and I get that what you want is this. I don't do that. Or you need to look for someone else or however I could have said it. But I didn't have the confidence to not do it and turn the job down or whatever and to like just release myself because I, you know, was young and naive or whatever. But I also didn't know how to manage the volume of my personality yet. So I allowed it to affect me. I allowed it to affect my response to what he was doing. So when I'm thinking of attitudes now, as we move forward into the new year, how can you look at some of the situations that you found yourself in in this year and adjust your attitude? How can you begin to build your own confidence in what you're bringing to the table so that when you have these these potential (laughs) conflict situations, you can resolve them quickly based on your ability to respond, manage the volume of your personality in a way that helps you resolve the conflict very quickly, very easily without anyone's feelings getting hurt, you know, or without you feeling like, you know, you, well, feeling like you're in, you need to be in your feelings about something. You can, you can minimize that. Next is clarification. Sometimes this may be needed to, um, understand your reactions, right? You, you need to, I don't, I like, I don't like saying need to, so let me change that. So let's say it may be needed to clarify why you are responding to the way, to the thing that, why you're responding the way you are responding. So you want to minimize the attitudes by being very clear and saying, you know, this is, you know, I want to, let me help you understand why this, what you're saying may not necessarily be what's happening you know you you don't want to respond to someone with well that's not what's going on clarify just clarification just say i think there might be a need for me to clarify why i did what i was doing or i think we might need to sit down so that i can understand why you are upset that's what i mean by clarification before you respond or before you um you know before they can attack or like you feel like there's an attitude forming just let, let me explain. Let's 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 make sure that we're comparing apples to apples before there is a huge conflict. That's what I mean here when it comes to attitudes. Sometimes we can we can we can dissolve or we can diffuse. That's the word I want to use. We can diffuse the potential for an attitude if we make sure that everyone is on the same page. That we're comparing apples to apples. That we understand one another. Because during conflict, when you If you have not set your own personal standard operating practices, then they can't guide you in the potential resolution of a problem. And you don't want there to be any negative reflection on what you are trying to do. You don't want people to, to, you don't want to be negatively affected 
by what is happening. So you want to make sure that you are allowing your personal standard operating practices. And if you've not heard me talk about that, I definitely go into detail about those inside my program, Project CEO. So if you're not on the wait list for that, get on it because you just never know when we're going to open the doors. We haven't set a a rhythm for that yet. So it could happen anytime. So make sure you're on the list for uh, on the wait list to know when project CEO is going to open up again. But this clarification is going to help you diffuse any attitudes that may happen. But in order for you to be clear and, and provide that clarification, you need to have your own standard operating practices because they're going to guide your ability to diffuse some of these things and and to be clear and to provide the clarification that is necessary. You don't want there to be a negative reflection on anything or anyone outside of you. You don't want them to to feel get you know get in their feelings and have that attitude to start forming. So one way to diffuse it like I said is to a have that confidence but then also to know what you need to do and be your best to have that standard operating practice so that you can be clear. And say, let's, let's just sit down and make sure we're comparing apples to apples here. And then the third thing, the third thing in order to do that is the communication part where that's needed to carefully structure, um, what it is you're saying in your messaging so that you can ensure that it's being received, right? We don't want the yelling and the conflict. We don't want the ignorant, ignoring, we don't want the, the um, passive aggressive behavior. So in walking into potential conflict, conflicting or conflicts, what do I want to say there? In walking into those situations where there is the potential for there to be conflict, having the confidence, number one, about why, you know, who you are and what value you're bringing to the table and being able to articulate, articulate that value in a way so that you can share Uh, and provide that clarification in terms of comparing apples to apples. That is all going to come together in how you form that message, how you say it. So communication is necessary here to construct a message that can be received, understood, and it can assist in the overall resolution of the conflict. So that's what's going on when you have these attitudes forming to to diffuse them, it really is going to have to come from you. You can't uh, you can't go into situations where you know there are potentially going to be conflicts that people are going to butt heads and not have a game plan for those attitudes. And so the confidence, clarification, and communication are how you're going to have a game plan. Come up with one um, so that you can minimize those attitudes and and resolve the conflict a lot easier. So what's ta- what, what do we do about those actions? What happens with the actions? Well, here's how you're going to act to reduce conflict. And um, I'm not going to give you specifics here on what to do, but I'm going to give you some ideas um, about how to use the confidence that we talked about here to resolve some of the attitudes or diffuse some of the attitudes, because here confidence is key as well. Your, your actions are guided by what you know to be true. And and I've always thought that when you know something is true, you don't have to argue. You don't have to fight. You don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to argue. You know, you don't have to like have this tennis match of conversation because you know what's true. You know what's right. 
So in confidence being the key here in your actions and how you can reduce conflicts, you need to know your triggers to minimize any negative reactions. So walking into this, you need to know what it is that triggers you to respond in a less than professional way. There are certain things with me that if you say or you do, I'm, I might, you might get a different Andrea, be honest. Um, but I know what those triggers are. So I try to avoid them. I try to set up conversations and interactions in a way that I'm not going to be triggered. I, I manage expectations. We talk about this all inside the program, but in managing expectations, teaching people how to treat you and setting boundaries, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to not be in situations where triggers are possible or it helps you at least minimize the the instances where triggers form. So you want to, in your actions, understand that confidence is key here. And confidence in knowing that you have set yourself up to minimize those triggers so that you can minimize those negative reactions. Also, you need to know how to manage the volume of your personality, which we talked about earlier, to lower the temperature of the interaction when that's necessary. Sometimes you are triggered and you don't mean to be, you you did everything you could, but something happens. Someone will say something or do something that just is a trigger for you and you have been now triggered. What has to happen next is you need to have the confidence here to know that in these instances, you can manage the volume of your personality. You can count to 10, you can walk away, you can take several deep breaths, because that's what you need to do and be your best. Remember, you can't control the actions of other people, but you can control your own actions. That's managing the volume of your personality. Doing that lowers sometimes the temperature in the room so that those interactions don't become so negative that conflict cannot, I mean, re resolution cannot happen from the conflict. So that's how you're beginning to reduce conflict by your own actions. It's understanding where your triggers are and minimizing those reactions, but then also knowing how to manage the volume of your personality if you are triggered and knowing what it is work that works. Do you need to remove yourself from the situation? Do you need to take a couple of deep breaths? Do you need to stop and ask a few questions that help you get clarity on the situation? What is it that you need to do? How do you bring yourself back to a calm state when conflict begins to arise. And then lastly, under actions is you need to know what your non-negotiables are. There are going to be times where a non-negotiable has, you've come to a non-negotiable and there are just, there's just no resolution. There's just no um, way to solve this problem, except to say, I'm sorry, this is something that I just do not do. I refuse to engage in this conversation, in this action, in this attitude, in this whatever. So I'm going to walk away. You have a great day. Um, you know, I'm grateful for what's happened up until now, but I'm sorry, this is where I get off the bus. Knowing what that non-negotiable is and being able to communicate those non-negotiables when necessary, this in itself is going to help you avoid future incidents. There may be where, there may be a situation where you resolve the the conflict but you need to communicate to them that moving forward this is something that you will not tolerate these are things that you will not engage in so in the future that that's a way to teach people how to treat you and to manage expectations at the same time 
as well as set a boundary. There are times when that is going to be necessary, but knowing what your non-negotiables are is going to help govern your actions in certain situations when it comes to resolving conflict. And then lastly, when it comes to the aftermath, this is creating a positive experience afterwards. You may not come and see eye to eye on something, but there is no reason you can't walk away with a positive experience. Even if the positive experience is you now know this person, they have shown you who they are and you know them and you are going to operate accordingly. You're going to believe them. That is a positive interaction with that person because now you know moving forward that this is this either can be done or it can't be done you'll know how to tread when you're around this person and they'll know how to tread when they're around you that is definitely something that is positive in my book you learned a lesson everybody understands one another conflict resolved positive you know you can wipe your hands of it so establishing boundaries to protect your personal standard operating practices is important here Whatever the conflict was, whatever the potential conflict was, you want to walk away knowing that you have set boundaries, you've established them, and you are now protecting your personal standard operating practices moving forward. But you were able to do that in a way that was professional because you had confidence in what you brought to the table. You were able to clear up any matters to make sure that there was that you were you know, comparing apples to apples, that everyone understood each other. They were on the same page and you were able to communicate that message effectively. Right. To ensure that the message was received in a positive way, that it was understood and that it potentially helps you to overcome the overall conflict in the first place. You can walk away in this aftermath with a positive experience of boundaries that were set because you now know what your triggers are. You know that you recognize them when they came up. You minimize those negative reactions. You manage the volume of your personality when you needed to so that you could lower the temperature in the room. And create an interaction that was more positive. And you were able to communicate your non-negotiables in a way that there was no confusion about future interactions. That is what I mean by establishing those boundaries to protect your standard operating practices. You also set expectations and a process to manage them for yourself on a personal level. That is a positive experience. Even some, some conflicts are going to be new, right? You might have to repeat yourself with people on occasion, but for the most part, when you're interacting with new people, when there's a new conflict that arise, arises, what you do each time is you set a process in place for the next time that conflict comes up with someone else. You have established you know, a, a process to handle that. And that's going to make it so much easier. That's going to be positive. That is definitely creating a positive aftermath experience. And then lastly, I think a good rule of thumb in the aftermath is to practice gratitude for the opportunity to actually set those boundaries in a healthy way. Um, when you are able to understand how you need to show up and you have this new process for conflict resolution because you can now manage attitudes and your own actions and you can manage the aftermath of what you walk away from in the resolution. You can say thank you to you can practice gratitude um, instead of walking away with frustration, even if the outcome is not what you want. Be thankful and practice gratitude for the opportunity to discover this new 
process, this new boundary that was set, this new way of communicating that boundary with someone. Because regardless of this, the reception of your boundaries, you had the confidence and the wherewithal to set them. And next time you won't have the stress and overwhelm. It's all a part of teaching people how to treat you and operating within your personal framework to minimize the stress and overwhelm and the negative self-talk and the limiting beliefs. So I hope this is helpful in, in getting you started with the new year, helping you to start to think about these things in a way because conflict happens. It's going to happen, but how you handle it is what's important. And you can reduce the amount of conflict you have by setting your own personal framework, creating your own standard operating practices and operating with them, teaching people how to treat you, managing their expectations and setting those boundaries. And that is all what I teach you inside my program, Project CEO. So I don't want you to miss out on being on that wait list because I have had so many conversations, one this morning, as a matter of fact, in a morning meeting where we talked about the inability for people to set boundaries for this person, particularly to set boundaries, to say no, to not feel um, or be in their feelings in certain times um, when they're in business and working with clients and feeling some kind of way. So this is a way to resolve that conflict. These are personal branding tips to help you create standard operating practices for conflict resolution. Now, I want you to leave your comments and tell me how you are doing this now. If you've got a practice that we could all learn from, I want you to leave that in the comment section. And also, if you've not um, subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a comment, but for sure, for sure, leave us a review. I am a self-hosted podcast. And as you see, this has been a full podcast with no commercials. And I would love to get reviews um, so that we can start getting uh, more and more ears listening to the podcast and getting more and more people um, involved. And um, it only helps me. So I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And I know I didn't do the big grandiose introduction today, but just so you know, just so that you don't leave here without it, this is the CEO Mindset Podcast, where we are constantly evolving and being open to those failures. Because as you know, failures are our first attempt in learning and they teach us what not to do the next time so that we can get to what it is we can do for the success we're looking for. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, I also have a YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. Go type that in over in the YouTube search engine search bar. And you can find me, subscribe over there. My goal is to continue to grow that. But I provide other personal branding um, tips there. We are also doing the series over there, the 4P New Year Push series that I talked about earlier. And we're talking about different things over there. So you get a well-rounded view of how you can set yourself up for success in the coming years to make sure you're listening to that series over there as well. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you again next week. Well, hopefully you'll hear me again next week. Bye guys. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. 
Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AFPatrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.